Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and my guest today is Joe Perrone, who joins us again to share practical tips on how business owners can work more on their businesses and less in their businesses, and we're all guilty of that at some point. Anyone who has built a business or is in the process will understand that we work way too hard, and this whole thing about, oh, you know, I'm going to build my own business, and I'm going to take vacations, and I'm only going to work 20 hours a a week, get over that. That's not how it works. But he says that your last business year does not need to be the blueprint for your new business year. And do you lose sleep wondering why your business feels like an underpaid job that you can't quit? Been there, done that. So busy and broke and simply tired of things being that way? Listen in as Joe joins us again to help you create free time and eliminate that burnout that I was just talking about. And as mentioned, this is our second conversation, and I invite you to listen to our first episode, Five Keys to Time Freedom. Joe, welcome back to the the show. It's good to have you here. Denise, thanks so much for having me back. Oh, listen, I didn't share your bio here because we've got too much to talk about, and I really hope that people will listen to that first broadcast that I just mentioned and then visit you on the web to learn more about you, but please do share a bit about yourself before we get serious about our topic because we covered a lot of territory the last time, and I suspect we're going to do it again today. Well, Denise, thanks uh, thanks again for having me on, and uh, I'm Joe Perrone, and I am a business, you can call me a coach, a strategist, a consultant, I just want you to call me, but what I, <laughs> what I primarily do, <laughs> you like that, huh, Denise? <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what I primarily do is I help business owners solve those, those big nagging problems, which usually, which usually are created by their perceived lack of time. And Denise, we all know, and, and I believe that we are all guilty of it at some point or another, saying that we don't have time to work on our business. We have to work in our business. We have to make money. We have to create. We have to create. But sometimes we create this big box around us that traps us into this, to this job that we have, and we end up having a we end up end up being an underpaid employee and overworked at our job that we can't ever leave. So oh, yeah. you become the business. you become the cook, the bottle washer. You everything. You clean the toilets. You can't afford to pay anybody to do the work that you shouldn't That's be right. doing. It's it's a round robin, and we need to get out of that. We sure do, and and I'm here to be another voice to let you know that it is possible. And that if a if a guy like me can do it, then we could all do it. So happy happy to uh, happy to be on today. And one of the things that I'll share very quickly, but again, I do want people to go back and either find you or listen to our last conversation, is that you are actually running two brick and mortar businesses while you're doing coaching. 
So let's talk a bit about that very quickly yeah, because that's yeah. important. People need to know that. Yeah, so I have two brick-and-mortar auto repair businesses over here in the New Haven, Connecticut area. I have a wonderful business partner, Mike, that we uh, we share the responsibilities of being day-to-day business owners. But right now we both enjoy about, uh, you know, all the time freedom that we really want because we've put in systems in place and hired key people and, and really have put out that the effort to find great people and, and collaborate with people that have our best interest and that we have their best interest at heart. And it creates this synergy for a business that, you know, runs very smoothly. Do we have our, our issues? Do we have our problems? Of course we do, but there are systems in place to putting out fires. We are not in reaction all the time. We are, we stay consistently in action play a lot on offense, Denise, and I'm, I'm really happy to share some of that, that offense with your audience today. Great, and we will definitely go back to that. You have to excuse me, I'm losing my voice for some strange reason. You would think with a, you know, for a girl with a podcast I would have a strong voice. Not so much. I tend to lose it very quickly. So anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about very, very quickly was one of, and this is important to me, so I wanted to bring it up at the top of the show. One of the things that I took from our last conversation was the importance of journaling, which is something that I had somehow just gotten away from. And again, I'll tell you why. I didn't have time. You know, I was busy. I would wake up, hit the floor running. The devil would say, oh, crap, she's awake, and off I would go. Not smart. So my advice now after that conversation, because I instantly started journaling the very next morning, is to spend five minutes per day writing down how you hope your day is going to go, then spend five minutes per day writing about your day, how it went and what could have gone better, and then do this for 30 days, and chances are you're not going to lose sight of your journal again, as I did. Well, you know, I just actually... Facebook post about this, and I know we're Facebook friends, so you you may have seen it. But I didn't the one, actually. Oh, okay. I'll have to go well, look it's the for one it. switch. If there's one switch, so in your journal in the morning, here's a quick tip. Instead of us thinking today will be, right? How about today I will be? Switch. Just add that I in there. So if you're looking for a day of awesomeness, of ease, of, you know what, my business is going to kick ass today, and we're going to have a, we're going to have a great day, my employees are going to show up on time, we're going, to, we're going to have this amazing day of productivity, and we're going to tackle these big problems, and you know what, there's going to be some challenges, but we're going to, we're going to tackle them head on. If we can look at our day and say, how will, how will I be? Today I will be. What will I be today? Will I, will I be grumpy? Will I be in a bad mood? Will I be counterproductive to the team's goals? Will I be uh, the person that has to speak the whole time at the meeting? Will I be the person that it has to be all about me, 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 and my ideas? Or will I be the listener? Will I be the person that's kind? Will I be the person that's receptive to new ideas from my team? Will I be the person that has the the tools to empower others. So just that switch when we're journaling in the morning 
of today will be. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking forward to today. Today we have a lot of meetings today, and and oh boy, I'm I'm really worried about that. How about today? I will be. What will you be today? What will you choose to walk out of the out of the out of the house with and into your even if it's just your home office like me? What what person will show up? And it's such a big switch, and it's it's worked really well for me. And I'm so glad you shared that because actually I remember now it happened. You had posted today is going to be awesome, and I think you were in the middle of rewriting it, and I posted on there, it's going to be awesome because I get to chat with you again on my podcast, and you had deleted that post, and I went, oh, <laughs> and now my feelings were hurt, but I didn't get a chance to go back and read what you were creating from after you deleted that. I take it that you created a whole new post in that same kind of area. Yeah, and it was just a it was just an error on my part, wrong wrong screenshot that I put in there. But yeah, it's it's today I will be. And Denise, you created you created this conversation, you know, and you you reached out and you you know, and I was receptive and and because you are in tune with what your audience is looking for, what they they are challenged with. And you've done a phenomenal job of curating your show to have great people that are concerned about other business owners. We we want these business owners to succeed. They aren't our competition. You know, I, I network with coaches regularly, and we tackle the same issues, and I believe there's power in numbers. So I can look at my day and say, well, there's a million coaches out there. Well, today I'm going to be that out and tries to build my network with other coaches because I know that there's a lot of people that struggle with time issues and I know there's a lot of people that struggle with business building issues I can't help them all <laughs> right not all of them want to listen to to it the way that I have to say it so that's where we can go on offense and network with other business owners and I'll tell you what Denise one thing I've, I've found to build a really, really successful business and to have time freedom, you have to lighten the load for others. You have to help others build their business. You have to help others with their time freedom. You know, don't place burden on other people when you know you can do it yourself. And that's where a lot of the time where we, we spend our time spinning our wheels as business owners because there's something we could have just done ourselves and we've, we've chose to wrongly delegate that to somebody on our team when we could have just done it ourselves. And it's something that yeah. we may have been really good at. And the other side of that is figure out what you must delegate. You know, there's, you know, I had a hard time with that when I first started my business because I'm an A-type personality. I know everything. Just ask me. I'm the smartest person in the room. I live alone, so <laughs> say that with a straight face. <laughs> but for the longest kind of time, I would say, I'll just do it myself. Rather than spend half an hour, I hadn't created SOPs. Rather than you know standard operating procedures, I'll just do it myself. I don't have 30 minutes to train somebody to do this. I'll just do it myself. I was exhausted <laughs> and cranky and not getting rich, so don't do what I did. Well, and you and you said it, and that's where a lot of business owners are. They, they think that they have to do it all themselves. There's some things that they're really, really good at. 
There's some things they're not really, really good at. And the second that they take that minute, and that's where, where time always comes in. So slowing down to, re, to, to look at where can I go on offense today? Who can I find that's really, really good at this? And say, hey, would you like to collaborate with me on this project if you're a solopreneur? You know, find that vendor that's really, really good. I just, I just hired a person for, for tech for my website. I, you know, my active campaign and my, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that. I just hired somebody to do that because, you know, I, I couldn't do it all myself. That was draining my time. That was draining my energy. When it took me two hours to do a simple blog post and edit, this person can help me do it in about 15 minutes, maybe even quicker than that. So that took an investment on my part. That took a willingness to sit down and and have a conversation with them and to learn more about what they did and how they did it and how it was right for me. That all took time. And that's that's where you refer to Denise as working on your business versus working in your business. Um, Because the working in our business, the, the working in our business problems, all of the symptoms that show up, not making the money we want, not charging enough, not having enough clients, you know, not being able to get out there as frequently as we want on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, whatever we, wherever we're out there, writing a blog, all those are symptoms for things that could have been solved working on your business. And see, here's where I think, I was confused. I know I was confused. I don't think it. I know it. And I think so many people are saying, but I really don't have time and I really don't have the money to bring somebody on board. I might need a virtual assistant. I may need somebody who is really good in active campaign and marketing. I may need a number of things, but I already know how to do these things kind of, sort of. So I'll just keep on doing them myself until the money comes in. The money's not going to come in. You're wearing yourself out. So let's talk about that a bit, you know, just clarify that a bit so people go, what is she talking about? The work has to be done. I'm doing it myself. You can't always do it yourself. You will wear yourself out. What I like to do is look at, you know, look at my day. Look at my day and say, okay, what are the, what are the actions that are going to produce me the, the most income today? So what are the things I'm really good at? What are the things I've already demonstrated that I can can earn money with? So say if you're you're an entrepreneur that's listening to the to the podcast today and you're you're struggling to try to figure out how okay, how, how am I gonna make more money? Okay, what are you really, really good at? What what are you just better than anybody at that you have already demonstrated that people will pay you for? And that's that's usually your your first clue right there. Because if if you think you're really good at something, and nobody's paying for it, you're not really good, as good as you think you are with it. So that's number one. And then once you find that thing that you're really good at and you've demonstrated that you can be compensated for that, now you take that idea and you say, okay, who needs this? Who, who, has, who has paid me for this? Right? Who, who has paid me for this service that I offer better than anybody? Who have I demonstrated receiving money from 
and if you work for a company, what clients? What clients are, are reaching out to you? Okay, now you find out how do I get more of those clients? How do I do more of this thing that I'm really, really good at for these people that have already demonstrated that they would pay for my services? So that's, that's really the first step in clarifying where, where you're going to go to get that more money. Because I understand, you know, I understand that most people want to wait till they get the money until they do the, do the work, <laughs> so to speak, to work on their business. Like, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. But that waiting, that someday never comes. That's not a day on the calendar. We both, we both know that, Denise. Someday isn't, doesn't come between Saturday and Sunday, you know. No. Um, <laughs> even though in the dictionary it might fall, fall between, it, it never comes. <laughs> Um, so I hope that clarifies kind of that, that first step in getting to that next step, which would be once you're demonstrating what you're really good at, and once you have people that are seeing the value of it, right now, getting that word out and now break that task down, break that thing down that you're really good at and really look into it a little further and find out okay, what exactly about this am I good at? You know, some people are good at writing. Some, some people are good at blogging. Some people are good at the actual development of the product or the service. Um, some people are really good at the marketing piece of it, and they have people behind them that make, you know, for my automotive shops, we have people that work on the cars. I am the person that goes out and networks. I'm the pe- person that goes out and uh, follows up with the referrals that I received from other businesses. Um, I try to find more of those networking opportunities. So, yes, I'm in the automotive business, but currently I am in, a, in the people business. I am in the networking business. I connect with people on a daily basis. So, you know, people say, oh, you must like cars because you're in the car business. Well, no, I haven't touched physically touched a car in probably 10 years, worked on a car in 10 years. Does that, does that clarify that, uh, Denise? It does. And you and I had, thank you for that. You and I had a conversation yesterday. Honestly, sometimes I think I ought to just record everybody because I take my notes. <laughs> my friend Mark <laughs> Silverman, he's another coach. He just said that the other day. So oh, my God. record when we start talking. <laughs> And I think you said something along those lines yesterday because, as we both noted, we know what we heard. We don't have a clue what we just said half the time. I've had people say, oh, my God, Denise, that was so brilliant. Say it again. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. It's up to you to listen to me, okay? <laughs> That's just how that yeah. works. <laughs> but one of the things, and we were talking about, and this is very important, you know, the five keys, and I really want to go into those, but – we were talking about how I need to get clear because you were asking me, what is it, Denise, that people, because I'm a consultant on top of the work that I do requires that I be a consultant and a divorce attorney and a psychologist and a friend and sometimes just somebody who says, shut up, listen to how you're talking to yourself. So, you know, we all, as business owners, we all wear a lot of hats. But one of the things that you were asking me about was, Denise, when you're consulting, what 
is the thing that people either mention or ask you the most. And I went, uh, and I went completely blank. So I went back because I kind of know, but I haven't really gotten clear. And of course, in the five keys, the second one is get clear. And that's what I'm concentrating on right now because it's so easy for me to see holes or gaps for other people because let's face it, I'm bossy. I like to call it leadership, but I'm bossy. I'll tell you what to do. You go do it and everybody's fine. But I'm finding that by writing things down and asking those questions of myself in the journal that I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting a little bit more clear about what it is that I'm meant to do, how I really actually help people. And it's a fascinating journey because, honestly, Joe, I just listen, we chat a bit, and then I go on to my next thing. I have to stop doing that. I have to write it all down. Seriously. And and it's so important to see what we write down. I can remember we talked about journaling. One of the most vivid journal entries that I wrote in the subsequent journal entry, and it's important to go back to our journals. Our, our journals are meant to yeah. not to just – be a thought dump, but also see, okay, journal entry was there is not a lot of business coming in. The cash flow is a little light in our business, and I, I was just a little bit worried about that. That was the journal entry, paraphrasing it, right? Well, what I went back and read that, and within seven days of that, I wrote in the journal that, a bunch of checks had come in. We had some net 30 and net 45 stuff that came in. They were really big checks. They were, you know, they were really good. And I wrote in the journal about this was a seven-day problem. This was only a seven-day problem. This wasn't something that I, it was a month problem or a year problem. And what I learned the next time that we were at the the beginning of that cycle where you know, the, the, the cash flow was a little bit low. I went back into that journal entry and I said, this is all going to be resolved in seven days. Like I had that confidence to say to myself and, you know, we, we want to say, okay, be positive, but it helps to be positive when you have something to go back to and, and rec you know, recorded history and say, well, you know what, back, back in 2020, when this problem happened or before the pandemic, when this problem happened, usually it was a seven day fix. So I can, I can, I could stay positive about this for seven days, you know, and, and I've even used the tool. I'll postpone my worry. Okay. I'll, oh, I'll like postpone that. my worry for one week. I'll postpone that worry. I'll put a date on the calendar that right. I can w worry about it. You know, <laughs> I learned that somewhere I along like the way. And it was, and it see, was I brilliant. Just, you yeah. know, put my hand up on my forehead. So I'll worry about that tomorrow. Put it even farther out than that, Denise. Put it out a week. Say, you know what? I'll worry about that next Wednesday. I'll worry about that next Friday, you know? And and for all the, you know, we all, we all worry. We all There's always something that's in the back of our mind. And you know what? Most of the time, they're short-term things that either never come to fruition. You know, Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, one of the best books that I could recommend uh, uh, for worry. And it's truly most of the things never come to come true. But you asked me about clarity and I'd, I'd love to talk clarity. So um, where would, where would you like me to start on clarity? <laughs> Get clear well, on where you would like me to start on clarity. <laughs> oh, that's right. Put it back on me. But, <laughs> yeah, that's not nice. Okay, this is your world. I'm just showing up for um, you. Lauren. 
Oh, well, there you go. Okay, first of all, I'm going to kind of read off the, the five keys to time freedom, and we're going to go down down them. But number one is slow down. Number two, my favorite at this moment is get clear. Number three, do less. Number four, schedule time for you. And then, of course, take daily action. But I'm kind of stuck on getting clear because – I'll be honest with you, as smart as I think I am, some moments, another moment, I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? I think we all do that. But the thing is, getting clear is so much easier when you're looking at other people's issues than it is for you. Do you find that? Well, you know, and I do find that. And what what I found, and this is something that we had talked about, which would have been valuable if we recorded this yesterday. I'm telling you. Um, was the was the um, you know I believe in good coaches have coaches. So if I'm going to talk to other people about what what you know what's going on in their business and get clear and all that stuff, I have a grounded place that I go to since I have I have three coaches and consultants that I work with, one main coach and then I have two other coaches for other areas of my life and business. And but my main coach go back to him and. I tell him everything. That's key. To, to get clear, you have to feed back everything that you did. You can't hold back because that's a safe space. And if you have a really good coach like I have, they listen to you with no judgment, with not ready to pounce on you to say, well, you know what you should have did in this, this thing, you know? And it's, it creates such a safe space where I tell my coach, well, Hampton, I always give him a shout out. I give him the information, he listens, and he processes it, and he reflects and, and asks me questions back to that to say, hey, Joe, is this, is this what you intended it to do? Is this post you're going to put out? Is this intentional on what your clear message is? And I, it refocuses me. So going, going on to clarity, you know, I like to think from the future. You know, I, we go five years in the future. So we're 2021 as the recording of this. So let's go to 2026. And I imagine what is – wave the magic wand, and what does life look like for you in 2026? What is it – you know, close your eyes. If you're listening to this, close your eyes and imagine that your, your eyes are big television or movie projection screens. What is the movie that's playing on the screen? Where do you live? Who are you with? What are you enjoying right now? What are your pleasures that you're enjoying right now? And add it, color it in like like a beautiful piece of canvas, the colors, the sounds, the smells. I'm outside today, and I mean, we're up in New England, and all our leaves are changing, and we got the mums, and they're pink and purple and yellow and white, and we got the pumpkins, you know, color that in color that picture in for yourself and you know you just heard me say pumpkins and flowers you can imagine what i'm surrounded by so, oh, yeah. so imagine imagine that for yourself and imagine what that looks like for you what kind of car do you drive what do the seats feel like you know who are you having coffee with uh, on your coffee dates who are you having tea with who are you going out to dinner with create little images Create images of all these scenarios that you want five years from now. And 
you know, I've, I developed the system with my clients and, and through one of my, one of my consultants and strategists, and it, it's called, it's called the silo system. So it's basically four pieces of paper, um, right now and I have personal, I have business, I have relationships and I have, you know, needs and wants and we put all these little these little ideas. Almost it's it's similar to to a to a vision board. And I know people say, oh vision boards kind of woo woo woo. No, they work. They work. And when you start to imagine what this future would look like, when you get bombarded on a Friday with a phone call and you, this is something that you have to do right now. You have now you can play from offense and say, okay, what would Denise in 2026 say to this request? What would Denise what would 2026 Denise say to this worry that I'm that is about to overtake me? You know, and we can really think of it from a really clear place of this is not going to matter in 2026. If I lose this client or if this client leaves me, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Uh, uh, they were a problem anyways, so I'm not going to I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, this client's needy and they don't respect, you know, they don't respect my my services. That could be a boundary issue because we weren't clear. You know, we have to teach people how to do business with us. So, it's another encouragement on on as it relates to clarity is when you're working with a client, when you're onboarding a client, them how you work. My, the, the lady I, I work with for my tech, she was very clear on how, I, how our relationship was going to be. This is what she needed from me by this specific date. And I, am, I have to pay her and I have to follow the, the directions or her system won't work for me. My coach, I have to pay him on a certain, you know, it's a, the, the money comes out on a certain time. Right, the outcomes are expected for me to tell him what my outcomes are. He can't tell me what his outcomes are for me. So I have to provide that information. When you teach your clients how to do business with you, what your boundaries are, what you'll accept, what you won't accept, it's a very clear process. And when you've based it on your values, when you've based it on doing it, time you want on the days you want you know i have a i have a client that does not take any calls on fridays anymore you cannot get him on the phone on a friday there are he has he has implemented very specific measures that if you have a problem and you pay him a lot of money or you pay his company a lot of money you can get the person that will directly deal with that problem on the line and they have a list of this is how to handle this problem if this should occur. I like that. And see, setting expectations, and I learned this really early on, that I set expectations with my clients because I don't want phone calls at midnight. I'm not going to give you my cell phone number. It's never going to happen. There are maybe 10 people in the world that have my cell Nine, my brother passed away. You don't get it. You can call this number or you can email me and I will be on it as quickly as I can, but you don't have free access to me 24-7. And I made that clear very early on and people appreciated it. People love it, Denise. People love it because they know how to do business. And what's beautiful is they know that you, if they 
follow your rules, you'll get right back to them. You'll give them that great mm-hmm. service that you provide. You're, you're going to give them 110% service followed your, the way that you do business. And that is a, a, a landmine for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners is that they freely just give out hours and freely give out half hours and 15 minutes. And, you know, th- there's, there's a value to that time. And what I encourage with, with many of my clients is establishing what one hour of your time is actually worth. That was a major shift for me personally and has definitely been a major shift for my clients. And it's, it's a service that I love working with them with to determine what an hour of your time is worth. You know, we have, I belong to a networking group and that's one of the, one of the key things I talk to new members when I have an opportunity to talk to them about and saying, when, when you have time to meet with members in this group and you've signed up for your $600 for the year, you're not making a $600 commitment. You're making a commitment, commitment with your time. So that's one hour per week or 90 minutes per week for our meetings. And it's also part of your membership is meeting with other members. It's a networking group. You have to network with other people. And that is a one to two hour a week commitment. So you're committing two and a half to three hours every week to be in this networking group. If you do not know what your hour is worth, you'll never know if the group is benefiting you. Being in that group is benefiting you. So we had one we had one professional that was in our group that uh, we de- we determined his time was worth about 150 bucks an hour. That's all. That's all. That's well, it's just just we 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 said 150 bucks. Okay. Well, we got we added up all the time and all the hours. It was it was almost costing him thirty thousand dollars a year to be a member of this group and be a good member in the group. Well, when he came up for renewal, you know how much business he had gotten in the group? I don't know. $300,000. Oh. So was it, was it valuable for him to be in the group? Absolutely. Pretty easy decision. So we had another member that determined that his, his time was worth a hundred dollars an hour. And he was only making about $5,000 a year in the group, spending 30 to make five. Doesn't sound like a good fit for me. So decisions like this, especially when, you know, we have tight margins and, you know, the, the money has to be watched. The costs have to be watched. We have to think about the cost of our time, the value of our time. And when we're clear, Every conversation, every connection, every coffee we have. You know, it's another thing for for kind of going off on a little tangent, but sticking on the point of clarity is when you, if you saw your doctor at Starbucks 
would you ask him about, would you ask him to take a look at your knee for you? If he no. Nope. Right? No. If you're Wrong sitting, right. If you're sitting at um, the diner and you saw your attorney, you have to see your attorney having a, a turkey club sandwich at the diner. Would you sit down next to him and ask him, pull out, pull out your, your, uh, your email you got about your legal problems? Would you, would you show it to him in the middle of the diner? Nope. So then why do we as coaches, consultants, professionals, we allow people to call us up or email us or dip into our world, and we feel the need to respond in the moment. We feel the need to not structure it as a conversation where, hey, I have an appointment at 2.30 this afternoon. Why don't we sit down for a half hour on Zoom and talk about this problem? Right. Why don't you come, why don't you come to my office and we can discuss this, this issue? We, we, because we, we haven't put a value on what we do because we're not clear. And, and it's that so lack easy of clarity not. is costing us – it's costing us our incomes. Well, that and it's easy to not because, you know, I work my I work from home. I always have my offices in my home. In fact, the room that I'm in right now has never been a bedroom. It's always been a dedicated office. My, you know, from getting from one end of the house to the other, if I don't trip on a cat, it's oh, two minutes. It doesn't take me long to commute. But the thing is, because so many of us work from home or we're new to owning our own business, no matter what it is, we don't really know how to set ourselves up as professionals. In the very beginning, I did because I knew good and well what my value was. I did. I was very clear about it. And I have always charged pretty high rates for the work that I do, but I'm very, very good at what I do. Humble, too. Can you tell? And I would have people say, Denise, how do you quote those prices? And I say, you know what? I know my value. I know my worth. I know what I bring to the table. I take a deep breath, and I state what the price is, and only twice. Joe, this is important for people to understand. Twice in the years that I have been doing this, has anybody argued with me or tried to bargain with me? And both times, I let them bargain with me, and both times, I couldn't get rid of them quick enough. Don't let people bargain <laughs> you down. True. It was horrible, horrible clients. And probably nice people. I don't know. When I'm done, I'm done. But state your, you know, what, what your worth is, is what you put out there. And this is another landmine, and I was thinking this while you were talking. One of the things that I see, I used to see it a lot, and I'm still seeing it, and it still bothers me, it worries me, is that people say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a new social media manager, or I'm a new virtual assistant, or I'm a new web developer. I work in the techie industry, so I see this. And they'll say, oh, you know, I, I can't charge the prices or the fees that, that you do, and they don't charge retainers, which is a huge mistake. That's a whole other show. But they'll say, oh, you know, I'll just do the freebies and hope they pay me. That is not a business model. Do not work for free. Do not give stuff away. Be as helpful as you can, but don't do it for free because you can't ever come back from that. Once you've given people everything they need, they're gone. So argue with me about that. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right on the money. And 
know being clear about what we offer, being clear about our value. And, you know, I, I like to dispel the myth of we're new, we're new to doing this. I, I was a piece of head trash that my coach helped me get rid of a while ago. He said, you're, you're new to coaching as just a, you know, an entity, you know, recognized as a, a coach. But what about seven years of reading you did just for yourself? What about the mm-hmm. hundreds of books you've read? What about the seminars? What about the introspection, hiring a coach, the investment that you made back into yourself? This isn't new for you. What about the life you've experienced? Um, the the stories that you've learned and the lessons. So being new to anything, we're not we're not new to anything until we're, you know when we're born. When we're born, we're we're new to this all. You know, my two year old can can say, Dad, I'm I'm new to this. I I get that. But if we're you know if we're a middle aged entrepreneur, we have our life experiences. We have the the connections that we made and the studies that we've done and the and that's all important. And we can never diminish that. So I just would want to encourage someone that might feel new to something that their experience matters and their life matters because it's all culmination and it's gotten them to this point. So just want to make an encouragement and point that out. And thank you for that. It's so important. And I will remind people, because this really is important, what we're talking about here, don't give your time away. Don't give your your education away, figure out what your time is worth, what your hour is worth. And I know what mine is and it's going to get more. It's going to become, you know, increasingly more valuable as I work. And honestly, I learned two valuable lessons. Do not let people bargain you down. If they are not on board with what you bring to their table and how you help them, they're not your person. Let them go. It doesn't matter how broke you are. Let them go. Because here's the thing. Nature abhors a vacuum. If you let one problematical client go or somebody who is has all potential to be a problematical client, the next day just about somebody pops up and they're <laughs> perfect for you. So don't just take people into your practice, whatever it is that you're doing, because you think you need the money. You don't need the money that darn bad. Somebody else is out there just going, me, 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 take me. So be careful. Yeah. And when I would and I would sharpen that point as well by saying when people choose to compensate you for your services, when they say when they say, Yes, you are the person to help me, you're not charging them anything. This is an Mm-mm. investment in themselves. Right. You know, and I and it's just a good reminder for everyone and, and it you know, it slips in every now and again, but you know, it's a, this is the work that people will do with you, Denise, the people that work with me, the people that work with some of the wonderful coaches that I know and consultants, it's a true investment. It's an honor to work with with people that have done the the work and that are willing to just open up and say, hey, I want to help you because I really do. We we really, you know, our conversation yesterday was, was all about how we help others and how much gratification we get from just seeing others win and do really, really well in their business because they're so valuable to to the community and they're so valuable with what they do and they have great gifts and offers that they are brilliant at. So I, I just that's another thing. Remember yourself as an investment as you're calculating this dollar amount that you you value your time at. 
And don't back, like you said, Denise, don't back down off of that. Do not back down off of that because that is gold for you. And, and some of the, some of the brokest business owners I know that are the greatest business owners I know do not value their time and get way, way too little for what, what they've done in this world and the outcomes that they offer. And a lot of it comes down to clarity and being clear with the problems that they solve and clear about who the people that they best solve that problem. Going back to all the way to the beginning of our clarity conversation. Right. And it is so important. And I don't want to nag at anybody, but listen, understand your value. And if you don't understand your value just yet, do everything that Joe is saying here. You know, get clarity, write things down, journal it, get your vision board. Listen, I visualize everything. I think in pictures. You probably already know this, Joe. I think in pictures. I do. It's easy to tell if you listen to me at all, but I'm a logical, linear thinker, but I'm also an empath to some degree. So I see things that other people don't see, but the biggest gaps and the biggest holes were mine. And I'm just now, I I think I've always known it, but I'm now willing to do something about it. It's so it's so valuable. You say that one of my one of my favorite teachers is a man, uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch, and one of the things he said was, "If you want to change your mind, change your picture." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know the thing is, and, and I don't know about you, you know, I'll, we talk to ourselves. I mean, we're always having these internal conversations. And Joe, I'll tell you right now, if and I'm getting better about this, but if anybody spoke to me, let's say the Walmart parking lot, in a way that I speak to myself, I'd bloody their nose and probably need bail money. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk ugly to yourself. It's bad. Get those images and make those images work for you. You know, get that vision board, even if it's in your head, but an actual vision board is better. You know, start thinking ahead. Start putting yourself into the world that you really want to live in, the world where you are just the best you can be. Do it for five minutes today, and you're going to feel better. Like, I don't know about you. You know, Sometimes I'll catch myself, oh, man, I've got a headache. Well, all of a sudden, I've got a headache because I just gave myself permission to have a darn headache. Stop right. talking That's to right. yourself like that. Can I give your audience some some tips on that when that negative self talk comes in? Just a couple couple key things that they can use to deal with it right away. It's your show. Go. <laughs> well, so if you when you when you do, and we all get them, so don't don't feel any shame by saying you get that those negative self-talk in your head and like Denise said you know you'd you'd bloody their nose in the Walmart parking lot if you could but notice what's being said notice what the words are notice if it's in your voice or if it's in somebody else's voice it's a really key thing to notice and then when you hear when you hear the the self-talk question it question it as if you heard that your best friend in the world stole from their company or did some dastardly offense and you would question it. Somebody that you knew better than anyone, you would question it first before you believed it. And I want you to give yourself that same permission and that same, that same 
uh, courtesy that you would extend to your best friend if you heard they did something terrible. You would question it. Question that self-talk. Take that self-talk and, and really analyze it. Use it in your journal. Down what, what words are being said. Notice at what time of day it's being said. Notice what event it might be being said before. You know, um, those are really key ways that you can eliminate and, and diminish the self-talk that you might be having. And, you know, you, you know, that, that bloody nose in the parking lot offense. <laughs> That's which, true. I would well, do well, it. Well, well, that shows up for us as us being in action and saying, you know what, I'm not going to listen to Denise's podcast today because I just, I just don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the time because of, you know, I, I wanted to stalk people on Facebook or I wanted to, you know, you know, do this unproductive activity or, or whatever, whatever it is, right? And you just beat yourself up over it. Well, stop beating yourself up, beating yourself up over it. Look at the self-talk that, that's been going on. You know, if, if the person that you want to be five years from now would accept that, then fine. If they would not accept that self-talk, that negative self-talk, then let, let's change it up. Let's talk about what's true. Let's talk about what's actually going on. Because I, I don't know about you, Denise, but I know with myself it's true that sometimes I have the hardest time celebrating a win. No matter how big or small it is, I have the hardest time celebrating it. And I don't accept compliments easily. I just go, oh, hey, thanks, and forget about it. That's stupid. Well, and I'm, our, I'm not our mutual friend, to myself. It's stupid. Well, our mutual friend, Meredith Bell, had a, had a, great, a great suggestion for me one day, and she said, I just own it. If somebody says to me, you, you did a great show, I just own it. I, you know, it, my first reaction is not to say, oh, you really think so? You know, okay. Th you know, no, she owns it. And I love Meredith Bell. She's, she's such a mm -hmm. great influence on me. And I know that's how we, you know, how we connected. And we met, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and it's just such a, it's such a valuable tool to just own it, write down a win. Even today, our conversation, I'm going to write that down today as a big, a big win. We got to help people. We got to talk about our, our struggles in businesses and how, we, how we've, uh, you know, achieved our, our own version of success. That's a win. I'm going to celebrate that win. And when somebody yeah. listens to our podcast, they're going to hear that, and they're going to feel empowered to go out and do that in their world. So all these big wins, when we start adding up all these big wins, we're good at adding up our losses and our failures. But why don't we start adding up our wins? And that's, that's what you talked about earlier is about that gratitude list. So just keep a running list. So if you're feeling down one day, you feel like, you know, you're going to worry or talk bad about yourself, go back to that list and say, man, look what a rock star I am. It's not egotistical. <laughs> it, it, it's just what you've demonstrated. I'm a rock star. I'm not bossy. I'm you a know? rock star. I'm going to go write that on my mirror. <laughs> Listen, when you're talking about how we, we speak to ourselves. I don't know about you. My brainstorms tend to come when I'm underwater, in, in water. I'm in the shower or I'm in the bathtub. And my bathtub is six feet long. It's a spa tub. I can live in there. In fact, I've already told 
anybody who will listen, if you buy this house, the tub doesn't go with it. I'm taking it with me. You can have to get your own. But I have found that when I'm in the shower mostly, and I will all of a sudden, I'll start listening to myself. Not out loud, because I'm not speaking out loud, but I'll hear, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then I'll hear, we're going to do this. And I learned to determine that when I hear, I'm going to do this, that's pure ego ignore it but when I hear we're going to do this that's insight from somebody outside of me I listen to those and I listen to those so carefully that I actually went to Amazon I think and I got bathtub crayons and I scribble all over my shower wall and when I come out because I don't want to forget it you know I'll something brilliant will pop up and the minute I get out, I step foot out of there, it's gone because now I'm drying off. I'm, you know, doing all the things that you do after you, you're bathing. So I will take my phone and I'll take a picture of all these brilliant thoughts. And some of them are just like, oh, my gosh, so insightful. And it wasn't me. It came from somewhere else. And I'll take a picture of it. And then I start working on that. So listen to yourself when you're in the shower is my best advice for the day. I love that. I love that. It's so valuable. It works because, I mean, I would make it across the house and go, oh, what was that thought? It was just, oh, crud, it's gone. And I didn't like that because some of those things are just so darn smart if you put your ego out of the way. And, that, and that's one of those things that you can, you can use the, the silo system where you have those, those, those silos of personal goals business goals, business ideas, people that I want to connect with, prospects, people that I've talked to this week. You, have an, you, you talk to somebody, you have a great conversation with somebody, and two hours later after you get off the call, you have, a, you have an, a great idea for them that you're going to tackle on your next call. Put it on a Post-it note and put it on their silo. And th- those silos are going to end up filling, filling themselves. Your subconscious is going to see these, these people that are on your your blank sheet of paper and it's going to fill it's going to fill up with these ideas for them and because these are people that were called to surf and our subconscious is going to do all the work you know you said we we have, we're going to do all the work it's not going to be, right. it's not going to be, it's not going to be joe it's not going to be denise it's going to be that flowing through us to help these other people that were called to surf so you know as you're saying you know taking your notes and you know taking pictures as, as you're coming out of the shower I would encourage people to, if it's, if it's for a client, put that on the client's blank sheet of paper that you have, you have hanging somewhere. You know, that's, that's something you received for them that they didn't see for themselves. That's a gift that you can give them. So just, a, just another valuable piece that, uh, to, to, to add to what you had already said, uh, Denise, which was so valuable. Exactly. Thank you. And, you know, talking about your subconscious, I do this – well, I don't sleep well. Anybody who listens to this this podcast knows that I catnap. I don't sleep any more than maybe two or three hours at a stretch. Three is pushing it. Two hours seems to be about the norm. So I'm up and down all night long like a yo-yo. It doesn't bother me. I've done this all my life. But what I will do just before, and I do this multiple times a night, just before I, I think, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now, and I'm all excited. I'm actually going to fall asleep. I will turn something that is either bothering me or I need clarity for over to my subconscious review, much like you do a prayer. And I will just turn it over to my subconscious for review. And I'll, when, when I wake up, the answer's there. 
it's waiting for me. I've got it. I write it down. I may get up and make a gumbo. I may vacuum. I may go back to sleep. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll do it again. Subconscious, this is what I need an answer for, and it always shows up, always. Like magic. <laughs> it's magic. It is, it is magic. Listen, we were going to talk. We've, gosh, we've only got three minutes. I don't know how to do this. But what we wanted to talk about, and I may need to get you to come back unless we can kind of clarify this. What we were going to talk about was why your last business year, 2021, listen, 20, 2020 and 2021 were just big whooshing sounds, kind of like the toilet flushing. They just went so fast. And in some ways, not a good way. Some some ways, you know, a lot of us made it. But what do you tell people who are going, I don't want next year to be like last year or even 2020. What do I do? It's as simple as designing what next year will look like. We're not waiting for things to happen for us. We're designing we want next year to look like. And put it into different categories. What do you want your personal life to look like? What, what kind of friends do you want to attract? What kind of people do you want? Do you want the friends that are going to call you up and, and waste hours of your time with nonsense? Or do you want people that are going to call you and help you and build you up and, and support you? Um, do you what, what kind of clients do you want? You know, if you're, you're a small business owner, what, what, what are the ideal clients for you? The people that you love, to, the clue is the people that you love to work with right now that pay you, that you would – you would love to have 10 more of those clients. Define what it is about them. Define what it is that they do well. What, define how they've come to do business the way that you want to do business. And, again, clarify how you want people to treat you. Because if you tell people if, – if you, how, you, how you do business with people is how they'll do business back with you. So if you're – disorganized and if if it's just a, a you know a, a, a crap shoot when they deal with you well then that's probably that's probably how they pay you that's probably how they show up to meetings and if you don't anymore what clear picture of how how the end of the year is going to look like just design it just define define what you want and once you get clear on that and you write it down constantly making decisions on a daily basis based on what that end of the year looks like. If you want a, a certain income goal and you know a certain number of clients, it's going to take you to get there. Don't devalue yourself. Don't devalue your time. Refuse to do that because the, the second that you take on that client, that's less than what you feel like you should be charging them. You've already devalued yourself. You devalued the service that you're going to provide to them, and you're going to become a, a disgruntled business owner. So that client is out there for you, that client that wants to pay you and that wants to utilize your service the way that only you can is out there. So I encourage business owners, if you want 2022 to look nothing like 2021, go out there and design it. And go deep. Figure out who you are, what you bring to the table, and what you're just simply not going to accept. I think that's what a lot of people miss. They're like, oh, well, you know, I can do this. It won't take very long. Or, okay, I'll do this one time, you know, for a discounted price. Don't do that. For so every, Everything we've talked about leads you to not devalue yourself and devalue the people around you. 
and I always like to think about a beach. I think about a beach, and I think about the grains of sand on the beach, and I say, this is what abundance looks like. And if this grain of sand is different than this grain of sand is different than this grain of sand, this is how the world is. It's abundant. We have an abundant world, and people need to hear our message the way that we say it, the way that we deliver it, and want to work with us. And we're a perfect match for someone out there, for many people out there. So always stay true to yourself and stay true to, like you said, Denise, your goals, your clarity, what you will accept, what you won't accept, and just be super clear about that. And it's important. Write it down. Write it down. And that's why I want people to go get the uh, five keys to time freedom. Listen, we are Oh, wow, we're out of time. We're still recording, though, so we stopped streaming. So anybody who's listening will have to come back to get the end of it. But tell people where they can find you. They can find me always on my website, Joe Perone. That's two R's, P-E-R-R-O-N-E, dot biz. That's my website. I'm on all the social media channels, which you can connect to me through my website or just search joeperone.biz on Instagram and uh, and on LinkedIn. Joe the tracker sheet, we forgot to mention that in this, it's a PDF document that people will download. What is on the time tracker sheet very quickly? Because I think that's a very important time, component. Time tracker, time tracker sheet is just simply in addition to the five keys, time freedom. It's the, the one tool. I made it simple. And it's a simple tool that you'll use to track 24 hours a day times seven days a week starting Right after you listen to this, you can download today. it. You can get the yeah. You can get it today. Get the time tracker, and when you feel yourself saying, "I don't have the time," we can go back to the time tracker, and then there's a tool to decipher the time tracker right on the five keys. It's very simple. I made it actionable. I made it something you could start today. You don't have to purchase anything. You don't have to have any special tools. Uh, pen and paper and and the, the PDF download of the five keys is all you need. Thank you. Listen, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcast. Joe, thank you for being with me again. I suspect we're not done here. I've still got stuff that I want to chat with you about. So I'll probably get you to come back maybe later in the year or even early next year after we've looked at 2022 and, you know, see what's going on, see what's happening, what's changed if you've got – you know, more advice or insight. Thanks so much, Denise. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank you. Well, listen, everybody, just look for your partner in Success Radio. You can't hit, you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting this podcast and take us along on your success journey. Joe, again, thank you so much. My honor, Denise. Thank you. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.